Welcome, friends. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The God of compassion calls us together. The day of peace is here, and it is here that we find God's wisdom, God's love, and God's abundance waiting for us. As we begin our time together, we are mindful of those obstacles and impediments that hinder us in our relationship with God. And so let us pray and confess our sins together with every confidence that we will be lifted up. Oh, holy God, we confess to you and to each other that we are tired and weighed down by life and by the mistakes we have made even in our closest relationships with our friends and our families. We give this burden to you, mindful of Christ's promise that he will give us rest. Amen. <clears throat> friends, hear the good news of our faith. God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, showing compassion to all. Thanks be to God. May the peace of Christ be with you, my friends, in light of the fact that we have been granted peace, and so we freely give it to each other. We are invited to live our forgiveness and peace through obedience to God's word. So hear now God's will for our lives. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. May the Spirit of God <clears throat> guide us to be obedient and to respond to this invitation to our gracious Lord. Amen. And let us again pray as we dialogue together with the God of the universe and ask for the Spirit's help as we examine God's Word. O oh, Holy Spirit of God, lift the burdens from our souls through the reading and proclamation of your Holy Word so that we may learn how easy it is to live in a loving relationship with you. Amen. Today, I am going to read for you from the New Testament book of Romans, chapter 7 and verses 15 to 25. Romans seven fifteen to 25. Hear God's word for us. The Apostle Paul said, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that Good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. 
for I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am! Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God, who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord, so that I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, <clears throat> a slave to the law of sin. This is God's word for us today. Thanks be to the Lord. Well, I think we can relate to the Apostle Paul here in his words. We, along with him, have said to ourselves many times, I don't understand why I act the way I do. I don't do what I know is right. I do the things I hate. Paul's experience of uneasiness, his angst, this experience uh, because of the struggle within it really is a timeless description of our common human condition. There are times that we seem completely unable to follow our conscience and do what's right. It can be maddening, can't it? Even to the point of experiencing a sort of low-level discouragement or continual depression which underlies almost everything that we do. The prescription for dealing with this mental and emotional and spiritual malady does not include the law. That's right. Putting our willpower and our effort into obeying commands gets us nowhere. Even if we obey laws and rules and commands for a time, our efforts eventually break down. We fail to do what we want and end up doing just the opposite of what we want to do. In all fairness, none of this means that the law is bad. The law is actually good. It doesn't have the capacity, though, to transform us. Instead, the law's purpose is to show us how bad off we really are in this world to give us an awareness of our true condition so that we will seek help. <clears throat> and we humans, oh, we are a bundle of contradictions, doing good, then bad, and flip-flopping back and forth, all with a lot of frustration on our part and on the parts of other people. And in such a miserable condition, what then shall we do? Who's going to help us? Is there anyone to save us from our plight? Well, as I said, sheer willpower and obedience isn't going to help us here. Uh, it doesn't work. 
it will only give us a false hope. Any success that we do have in using willpower only deludes us into believing um, that we finally have the answer to this. Until, that is, we yet fall again into the pit of our own inner darkness. But the good news is that there is a Savior, a Redeemer, a Rescuer who has the will and the power to deliver us from our predicament. The grace of God in Jesus Christ is the operative power that changes lives. The law does not do that. Freedom from the tyranny of our shoulds, you know what I'm talking about, and our misplaced desires comes from Christ's forgiveness through the cross. Oh, you should be able to overcome this. Oh, you should be able to always do what's right. You should be able to be perfect. You should not have said that. You should not have done... It goes on and on and on. Christ gives us the freedom to live above that. Like a lover enamored with his beloved, our desires become oriented toward Jesus for his indescribable gift of salvation to us. That, my friends, is the strength of grace. Transformation is relational. It's found in a person. It's not found in a program. And the only person in relationship which has the ability to change us is, I believe with all of my heart, mind, and soul, is the Lord Jesus. Why do I believe that? Well, because I myself have been transformed and changed by such a relationship with Christ. I, along with the hymn writer John Newton, can say, I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. Self-help, for all the good it really can do, is in many ways an oxymoron. We need a Savior to help us, and we need a community of people who encourage us. And even if we can do it ourselves today, that may not, and eventually will not, be true of us tomorrow. Neither you nor I got this far in life on our own. And we will continue to need God and others going forward. Romans chapter 12 says, Love must be completely sincere. Hate what is evil. Hold on to what is good. Love one another warmly as Christians and be eager to show respect for one another. Work hard and do not be lazy. Serve the Lord with a heart full of devotion. Let your hope keep you joyful. Be patient in your troubles. And pray at all times. Share your belongings with your needy fellow Christians. And open your homes to strangers. We have an incredible capacity for good. We have vast internal resources within us, given to us by a gracious God. And yet, we too often lack awareness of this reality, of the things that we can tap into that have been given to us. When it comes to an outright transformation, a metamorphosis, we need a new heart. 
and we can no more simply decide to change our lives any more than we can perform heart transplant surgery on ourselves. People need the Lord. Whenever the foundation of a house is about to crumble, it won't do to rearrange the living room furniture and do a bit of spruce up painting. We deceive ourselves if we believe that all of our efforts at landscaping the property and having a great curb appeal is going to do the trick. If the foundation crumbles and the house implodes, all efforts at curb appeal just won't matter. Jesus is our cornerstone. Without him, we are at risk, about to fall and without hope. With him, true restoration and renewal happens. And then when the house is repaired and it's in order, we set about the task of being good stewards and maintaining and caring for the wonderful changes which were made on our behalf. Freedom from a dilapidated soul and misplaced energies to consistent times of peace and contentment calmness and confidence, satisfaction and settled peace. All of that comes by growing ever closer to the Savior who exudes, who exhibits all of those qualities and many more. Because the Lord not only saves and delivers, the Lord also sanctifies and encourages. In Christ, the uneasiness and un settling experience that angst becomes a thing of the past because of the grace of merciful deliverance and of continual help oh saving god i thank you for delivering me from sin death and hell through your son the lord jesus may your holy spirit apply the work of grace to my life every day so that I can realize practical freedom from all that is damaging and destructive in my soul. Amen. Thank you for joining me today, my friends. And this ongoing work of relating to God and overcoming our shame, our guilt, our sin, those things that we've done and those things that we have left undone, those things we have said and those things we have left unsaid. We continually work on it, and it's a, it happens in a dynamic relationship with the God of the universe. And what is amazing about it is that God wants to work with us and wants us to participate with the Lord in that work. And so to that end, as we leave our time together and as we go into the world and struggle with all of our um, sadnesses and our joys and our strengths and our weaknesses, we do it all with the Lord Jesus and mindful that we are blessed by God. So may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the encouragement of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forever. Amen. Go in peace, brothers and sisters, to serve the Lord.